Aspire to dream. Aspire to achieve. Aspire to lead. Aspire to forge your own path. I'm Josh Booth, and on behalf of the Aspire team, welcome to Chapter 8. In this chapter, Ed Crawford gives us his overview of entrepreneurship as an art and a science. Numbers, data, and dollars are hard and cold, but the important relationships among people in a small company or a large corporation are subtle and complex. From CEO and managers to the support staff and workers on the line, at best, it all works like a symphony orchestra. Different talents, different instruments coming together in harmony. This is Aspire Chapter 8. Listen to the music. You know, you make me think about the fact that, as you mentioned earlier, you've acquired more than 100 companies, probably, right. in your career, which tells me you've probably looked at several hundred companies. At least. In your career. And it sounds like you make me realize that uh, when you're faced with a company that's all messed up, you see value under the mess that you're happy about that. You like the thought of, hey, there's some good stuff down in here buried under the garbage that's going on now. And I'm just going to roll up my sleeves. I'm going to get this company because I can, they're not so valuable now, but I can make them very valuable. I can help make them very valuable. Uh, that's been one of your key strategies. You like companies that aren't in perfect condition. I prefer them. There's a lot of private equity. We look at a lot of companies. We're buying, at Crawford United, we're buying companies all the time. Number one, I'm looking for the music, and I'm looking to see if there's anybody there who can play the music that I, you know, will understand. And I'm very good at talking to people about it. If I think they can hear the music or ever, ever heard the music. I know it's a silly way to describe entrepreneurship, but it's a fact. No, it makes is, so much sense to me. I can Go tell ahead. you if the people are interested. When you buy a company that's in trouble, it's probably in trouble because the management has screwed it up. It's not the hourly employees. So the question about it is, how are you going to change the music? you got to find some people in there that will help you change the music, that believe in it. And when you're thinking of how to become important or how do you how do you become a successful entrepreneur, what do you bring to the table? And in the entrepreneurship in the working world, it's got to be more than money. It's got to be more than money. When I bring something, I come to something and be involved in something, you know, I'm in looking at a company and so forth. I am competing as people that just got a lot of money. These private equity firms, they, they'll pay 13 men. They'll do this, to do that. They can overpower with money, but they cannot overpower because they don't have the skills to change things. They just are balance sheet people. They can't fix the problem. The UAW strike at Ohio Crankshaft and Park Drive Forge was on for 11 years in federal court. And the last thing I agreed before I took over Park, Ohio, said, we have a deal, but I need 90 days to settle that strike. And tell us what happened. We're, we're finally going back to when you first... 1990, this is 1992. And you uh, started buying shares in Park, Ohio, then got to where you were a 5% owner, had to register that. That set off alarms with the Park, Ohio board. They warned you, don't try to get a seat on the board, which was the first time you even had an idea. 
to get a seat on right, the board. Thank, well, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, good idea. Okay, and so it continued down that path. One very big key to that whole thing was resolving that uh, 11-year UAW strike that was choking Park, Ohio. And why they didn't recognize it for so many years is inexplicable to me. But you came in, you knew it was crucial. How did you finally resolve that strike? I called and I said I wanted to speak to the union leadership. And to meet with the union leadership, 89 people had left there, okay? And they represented those 89 people. They were unemployed. This went on for a long time. And and in talking to them, they showed some interest. Of course, they wanted it settled, you know. And But they said, we have to get the leadership involved. So they brought in a top person, you know, from the UAW. Okay. National. National. Mm-hmm. Surf spot for them, too. Why can't you get this resolved? Mm-hmm. We sat down and it got off to a kind of a rough start, as these things do. Why? Because they didn't understand what I was trying to do, and I didn't understand what they wanted to do. You know, let's give the benefit to both sides. But after a little barking and so forth, we both understood. He understood and I understood. We both wanted it settled. What is the compromise? And the compromise in that particular case is he wanted to bring back all the people that went out. I had already gotten some new contracts, so I had a lot of more business to put in there because I thought I would solve the problem. So I was already out going back to the customers they already lost to get more business. So I was able to offer that, that we'll take everyone back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he said, well, then all the replacement workers have to leave. I said, I, I, I can't need, I need them. Go organize them. I don't care. You know, if they want you, that's fine with me. And fair enough. You know, we did that in one week. You settled the whole deal. The whole deal. In fact, he wanted me, I met with him the, on a Monday on a Monday morning. Our Avenue, this is Harvard Avenue. Mm-hmm. And I joined him and they all had their jackets and I walked with them. We walked right down together, right there. He had the media there. He didn't want me to talk to media, which was okay with me. It was over. In a week. And yeah. this is uh, 11 years, longest strike in UAW history. I think it is. It seems to me, I could be wrong here, so correct me. Seems to me the move on the chessboard there was anticipation of your confidence that you could settle that strike. You went out and secured a lot of new business for that company, which the company wasn't working then. You still went out and made tentative deals, I'm going to guess, with a number of companies And that gave you the latitude in the negotiations with the union when they said every one of our uh, workers has to come back and get their job back. I'm sure in previous negotiations, whoever was on your side of the table said, well, we can't do that. We don't have any work anymore because of the strike. It's crazy. You were able to say, "Okay, yeah, I'll bring them back. And you were also able to say when they said they said, hey, and get rid of the workers you brought in, get rid of the scabs. You said, no, no, no. They've been here for 10 years now. I'm not going to get rid of them, but we've got so much work. We've got room for everybody. Don't worry about it. And I think one of the best things you said was, organize them. Go ahead. I don't care. If you can do it, you can do yeah. it. There they are. I was looking at him. What it would take? What will it take to get him to do this and get the support of the people 
committee will do. He has to think it's a big responsibility for him. This is a big eyesore. He's got a lot of bosses. I said, what can he, what does he need to get this done? I wanted the company going forward and I wanted Park, Ohio. What they were asking for, what they settled for was not unreasonable. And, I, and he just wanted to know it was over. They didn't, he didn't want to hear, they, you know, one of the questions was, if we agree with you, is this over? Or do we have to come back and talk to those goofy people at Park, Ohio? I said, no, I, I'm, I got a document that gives me full no. authority to do this. You shake my hand. We're yeah, done. that's right. And everyone looked at each other and said, okay. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. What are we waiting for? Yeah. So uh, the, the press guy came up to me. The press was there now because this was ending a big strike. I, it was national media yeah, who was sure. there, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, the paper, some of the newspaper guy comes up, who I'm not supposed to talk to, mm-hmm. and comes up to me and he says, well, what, what, do you th- what do you think about? And he mentioned the leader, mm-hmm. his name, who's running the show. And he did the big interview. He came over and he said, what do you think about it? I said, Joe is a fantastic international leader of the United Auto Workers. This is the type of people we need in labor. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was over. And the, the people at Park Ohio, they still, they, they, it took them a month, two months to recover. To believe it. And the fact <laughs> that it was over. Right. It was so impossible that it was going to happen. I said, I don't want any money. I want stock. Mm-hmm. Because I had 5%. And this is an important part of our culture. Mm-hmm. I had 5% at that point. That's how I started all the trouble. Right. They would consider trouble. I said, look, at, this is a great company, but I want stock. And here's, I'll give you a business plan for three years in a row. If I meet these numbers, if you meet these numbers, I get so much stock. I exceed these numbers, I get more stock. They thought I was going to end up with 15% of the, 20, 18% of the company. When I was finished, at 38%. Wow. And so from the wait, beginning, wait, wait, wait. go ahead. We have 38% of this company still today. We have never sold our stock to grow this company. Mm-hmm. We've grown to play cash flow with people and everything else. Hey, not to promote uh, the stock or anything. What's the stock at today? I don't even look at it anymore. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I leave that to Matthew, you know, uh-huh. what the question is. It's it's done for, It's a good company. It's, it's struggling right now with... Uh, Basically, with the auto industry, you know, with the chip supply business. line, yeah, and the supply line, it's uh, we have a long-term perspective of a thing, and it's really a wonderful company, mm-hmm. and it's a good place for people to be, and I'm I'm not worried about it. That reminds me, what do you think of the big chip plant coming to Ohio? I think it's great. I mean, anything that's coming to Ohio to create jobs is good. About time the governor has made a strategic move there, which I think is excellent. Well, let's put it this way: we got it. They went to a lot of other places and put that stuff. Ireland got, was a real benefactor of that, uh-huh. of course, of the tax, the situation, and so forth. But I think if we deserve, you know, the, the Crawford family and the companies that we want, we're in a different league. We're not in the league of creating new jobs. We're in a league of uh, retaining jobs or saving jobs. We're not creating new, it's not new technology. We're doing the old technology and everything else. And doing it better. Doing it better and more efficient, okay? Mm -hmm. And so it's not job, when people get all excited, guys, we're going to create jobs, we're going to create jobs. They're brand new jobs. They're special jobs. But they're not any special than somebody saving a company that's going to go out of business and there's 60 people there and they're not going to be there the next day. Right. A lot of the companies we buy are on the fringe of going under. Like Park, Ohio. 
Parker High would not exist today if I hadn't stepped in. It would have been out of business. They would have been gone years ago. Yeah. So that's where we that's where we play, you know, and it's a very tough league to play in recovery and so forth. But, it, you know, it brings together a lot of the right people, all the players we have. You know, they all understand it. You know, you, you got to shoot the ball. You got to be able to make the basket. You know, you got to play hard. You got to play man to man. I mean, the answer is, but it's a team. And we want the music and we like the music and we get the music playing right. And if the music goes off key for a while, we're, we're all back at getting it because that's the goal. If the music is right, it's right for everyone. If the music isn't right, it's right for someone, not for others. I don't like that. I like the music all for everyone. Right. Got to be in harmony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, we don't want to talk much about politics, but I do want to just ask a question or two. As ambassador to Ireland, did you learn a lot about international affairs and uh, details and complexities uh, someone who was not in that world couldn't even dream about? The answer is absolutely yes, and it's so complicated it'd be hard to explain. Let me just start with the basis of, you know... Please, give I us had, a hint. Yeah, when I, I served in the government for ambassador i was on the uso for three years the you know with military bases mm -hmm. and all this thing. i spent well three years there i was appointed by president bush at that time and he wanted me to be ambassador and i wasn't ready so the, and i used to go in the in the brussels and so forth the meetings representing our viewpoint not as a spokesperson but issues when it was very hot around brexit because when i got to ireland brexit was at the peak of its problem. So mm -hmm. that was everything that was going on. So I landed in there literally at the hottest possible moment. That's six months before COVID showed up. So my two, uh, two and a half years there was around those circumstances. So there was no, there was no time for social gathering of the ambassadors and so forth. This was a real job every day, seven days a week for me, which was fine. I loved it. Politics generally requires consensus thinking. Mm -hmm. State Department, all things. No one makes there are no there are no entrepreneurs, <laughs> right? They're all consensus people, as you know. As we talked about basketball, the music and the on the court, it's hard to get the music right. Okay, no, but it's important. It's important to get the music right. Sometimes in business, the music is discordant, out of tune, out of sync. These are the trying times and crises that are inevitable in any business. The course corrections taken and problems solved are the true test of the entrepreneur's mettle. In Chapter 9, Mr. Crawford explains his strategy to resolve the most vexing problem Park, Ohio ever faced, the paralyzing over-decade-long UAW strike at Ohio Crankshaft that threatened to bring down the entire company. You don't want to miss Aspire Chapter 9. Strike. I'm Josh Booth. Thanks for listening.